You can't be a truly effective manager unless you are an effective communicator. In this episode, we'll discuss behaviors and skills that can both improve as well as reduce your effectiveness as a communicator. Hi, I'm Rick Kendall. And I'm Fred Ball. Welcome to Management Mastery. The purpose of these podcasts is to share what each of us has learned about good and bad management in our combined over 40 years of experience, both as managers and executive coaches. During that time, we've coached managers at every level in companies from Fortune 100s to brand new startups in all major businesses, including nonprofits, government, and education. So whether you're just starting in your first management position or are an experienced manager looking to strengthen your management skills, we know our podcast will be valuable to you. It's worth doing a very quick uh, review of um, what we talked about in effectiveness as a manager. The first thing that you need to do is, based on a conversation with your boss, your clients, uh, and others, you need to set priorities. And that those priorities need to be what needs to get done, not necessarily what you'd like to do. And you need to understand both opportunities and problems. And you need to determine if any problems need to be dealt with immediately. And if they do, you need to put a person or a team on uh, in order to get that situation corrected. Then what you want to do is you want to look for opportunities. And this is what produces results um, and increases your value to the organization. Um, The opportunities could be anything from recognizing that there might be a gap between what is and what could be um, in innovation in a process or new knowledge or technology. As the manager, you want to concentrate on your one overall goal. You need to remember that if you take on more than one task, you start to get scattered and you get less productive. Whatever that overall goal is, you need to concentrate on that. And then you'll have any number of tasks, which will be your daily tasks that need to be accomplished. When it comes to the overall uh, goal, you want to make sure that you put your best people on the biggest opportunities because that's what will make the primary improvement for the organization. But the success of any of this assumes effective communication on the part of the manager. Of course, what I'm about to say assumes that everyone is operating in good faith and not motivated by a personal or political agenda unrelated to the task at hand. We'll cover the topic of willful misunderstanding in a future episode. An effective manager understands that if someone doesn't understand or act appropriately to something they have communicated, it's the manager's fault. (laughs) To paraphrase an old saying, it's a poor communicator who blames their audience. In working with people in the market research field, for example, I used to see this all too often. Uh, Oh, my dumb clients or the idiots in marketing just can't understand what we're telling them. Well, if they can't understand it, then it's your fault for not presenting it in a way that they can understand or presenting information that's relevant to the way their business works. Um, So that's your job, not theirs. Too often communicators in any industry 
uh, and at all levels just don't understand this. We see this happening over and over again in the coaching that we're doing, uh, that managers make an assumption that communication is somehow happening organically and that everyone is staying up to speed. It just doesn't happen. You can't assume that. Uh, If you've ever played the game Telephone, where a message is given to the first person who whispers it to the second, and so on down the line, you can immediately see how communication gets garbled and, uh, and gets lost. And so it is really, really important that you keep in mind that, that communication needs to be done again and again if you're going to stay on task. The other thing is that, commu- that the communication that you do, many times a manager will give some initial communication and assuming that's it, that's all I need to do. That is only to get the task started. And then there are a number of things that you have to do um, once that communication starts. You have to share continually your plans with your superiors, your subordinates, your peers, and your stakeholders. That's so true. With your superiors, you know, it's important to agree uh, on how often you need to report to them uh, about your progress and get their feedback on an ongoing basis. And of course, always you want to inform them of any serious problems as they arise. You're not kidding. And in that regard, when you said, and get their feedback, it's really important. Bosses want to give their feedback. That, that's right. And it, it also ensures, again, that they've understood what you're doing and what you've said. Um, so there's no opportunity for them to misunderstand what's going on or what it is that you're doing. Um, the same with subordinates. You've got to make sure that the team understands the task, the deadlines, and what the value of what they're doing is to the organization. Um, and each individual, make sure they understand and you have to check in on an ongoing basis what their role, responsibility, and accountability is on the project and, and what the value of the project is for the organization. Um, and again, you should have regular meetings with everyone just to get feedback and make sure everyone's on task. And this is where you need to stay close for uh, issues that can arise. You, can, you will say to your people, look, if you're having difficulty with your role or responsibilities, please let me know. But you, you know as a manager that there are some people who will speak up and have no problems doing that. There are other people who can normally speak up, but they're not going to speak up to you as the boss and tell you that they're having difficulty with their role or responsibilities. And then there are people who are perhaps more introverted, who just can't, who, who, who are not going to say anything. And as the manager, you need to stay close to the situation. You need to be continually having your head up and looking for um, any difficulties that come along and then step in and do what you have to do in order to make sure that they're resolved. Right. And, and then um, moving on to your peers, the issue here um, is especially those peers, there are different groups of peers, those peers 
whose work is closely uh, entwined with your own, and it'll be very important with them. But then there's other peers that, that still report to your boss as you do, but who are a little bit further removed. And the thing that you have to remember there is that peers can either help uh, or they can hurt. And the thing is that if you keep them informed and keep them believing that you are in close partnership with them, they're going to be much more liable to help than they are to hurt. And as far as other stakeholders are concerned, you can deal with the same thing. Stakeholders can either be helpful or they can prevent roadblocks. And what you don't want to do is to be surprised by finding that a stakeholder that you thought was going to be helpful is uh, pre- is uh, putting up a roadblock, perhaps because you didn't communicate with them enough. And then as far as roadblocks are concerned, this is roadblocks to the success of the pro- uh, project in any one of the groups that we talked about. And you'll, ha- you'll get help from others in identifying what situations might arise. What you want to do there is you want to be ahead of the game and try and anticipate where you might uh, hit roadblocks and have a game plan as to what you might do. But then sometimes you're going to be surprised. You're going to try to um, do something and you're going to find there's a roadblock there where you never even anticipated it. If it's a person you may need to figure out a way to go to that person, to sit down with them, to talk through the issue, and to see what you might do to resolve it. And if it's not a person, but it's um, uh, an issue of um, supplies or something else, then you may need to get help from, from someone else in how to resolve that particular issue. Yeah. You know, um in talking about communication, one one sort of special category of communication um, are meetings. And some research has shown that, that uh, managers and senior executives spend at least half of their time in meetings. Now, on the surface of it, that seems like a lot, except... Uh, in reality, uh, any interaction between two people or more... Uh, is a meeting. I mean, we tend to think of meetings as, you know, a group of people sitting around a table, but even one-on-one conversations between you and someone else is technically a meeting. Um, So when we think about it that way, it's not hard to see that a manager is going to spend at least half of their time, if not a lot more, in, quote, meetings. Um, In any case, if it's your meeting... Regardless of the type of meeting, whether it's a one-on-one or a meeting to make announcements or review progress uh, or a small or a large group meeting like a staff meeting, it's important that you plan that meeting from beginning to end. And first, you need to have an agenda. Uh, It can be as simple as notes to yourself as to what you want to cover in the meeting, all the way up to a formal agenda that you distribute in advance of the meeting. And and second, you want to be sure that all the attendees know what the purpose of the meeting is. And this can be done in an email or phone call setting up the meeting, all the way up again to sending out a formal agenda. But what's important is that every attendee knows what the meeting is about 
before it happens. And this is important for a number of reasons. First of all, knowing the subject of the meeting allows each participant to get ready and prepare for that meeting and reduces the chances that they'll have to get back to you with something important that you wanted to discuss during the meeting. It also gives invitees uh, the opportunity to ask you for any clarification they need, need in preparing for the meeting. And it gives them the opportunity to raise any relevant issues they might want covered in the meeting. And last, it means that everyone will come to the meeting with a clear understanding of the focus of the meeting and makes it easier for everyone to stick to the point so that you can end the meeting with a very spe- when the very specific uh, purposes is uh, achieved. And when you as the manager give people the opportunity to raise any relevant issues, um, it, it gives them a chance to feel that you are that they're important to you and that you are a significant member of the team. Right, right. And if it's not your meeting and there's anything about it you don't understand uh, from why you've been invited or what your role in the meeting might be to anything that is said during the meeting, ask for clarification. All too often we're shy about about asking questions in meetings because we think we might look stupid or poorly informed or just not prepared. But it's important to realize that while you may not always be the brightest person in the room, you're seldom the dumbest or at least the least prepared. So if you don't understand something, chances are pretty good that you're not alone. So do everyone, including the speaker, a favor and ask if you don't understand something. So just to flip Somewhat what we said earlier, if you don't understand what the speaker is saying, it's their fault, um, not yours. So ask if you don't understand. So just a couple of things to keep in mind when you're um, planning a meeting. First of all, you want to have an agenda that's well thought out uh, and that you can deal with. You want to, in the meeting, be ensured to involve people. You want to stick to the point, uh, typically have, you know, one or two items that you can stick to and then terminate the meeting when when the specific purpose is achieved. This might actually mean sometimes ending a meeting early, which people will always appreciate. And then the best managers put together an email to summarize the discussion and spell out any work assignments reports to be made, deadlines, accountability, and if it's the kind of thing where uh, the next you, you already know about the next meeting, uh, let people know when that next meeting will be so that they can get it into their calendar. So in this episode, we've been talking about the importance of communication skills to a manager, to being an effective manager. And uh, first of all, we talk about the importance to ensure that everyone you're communicating with understands what you're saying, because if they don't, it's your fault, assuming they're acting in good faith. And that uh, one special set of communications is what are called meetings, which is really any interaction between one or more people 
uh, and it's important that those be planned out if you're in control and if that someone else is meeting that you have a clear understanding of the purpose of the meeting and speak up if you don't understand. You just want to make sure also that you thank everyone for their efforts and keep them motivated to help to move forward. We hope you have found this podcast useful and we'll come back again for more Management Mastery. If you have any comments about this or any of our episodes or would like to find out more about our other services, including one-on-one coaching and group seminars for managers, visit our website at careercoachclass.com. Thanks for listening.